Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Side by Side. Myself, Steve Zakwani. Keely's here and Brad Evans is here as well. And after a pretty good week, I would say, overall, if you look at the CCL qualification and then what ended up being a pretty good point on the road against Austin because, you know, that, that game could have gone either way. And Stefan Cleveland obviously stepped up, made a few big saves and... The Sounders rode their luck a little bit, but also had their moments. So, good week in general for the club. Uh, we're now obviously an international break, so it gives us a good time to get a breather and really reflect on what's happened. So, let's start Let's start right there. I did the game with Keith, um, the Austin game, and, you know, I felt the first 10 minutes, it looked like a team that had just come from Mexico. I was a bit tired. And then the rest of the half, the sun, we're, we're right there. We're, for the most part, right there. Got the timely goal. Um, the Sounders did again but what I would say is the second half as the game wore on you saw the fatigue you know when when you're subbing guys like Christian Rodan who looks like he can play 90 minutes twice a day every day and he has to come out it shows you the toll it took on the team's bodies little injuries beginning to pick up here and there knew who you know we're not sure obviously what's happened there um, it just looked like a much better point the more the time went on just like look if this is a game you could in times past, I've played in them. It's a game you just go and you just lose. It's like, hey, long flight, long week, 3-0. Let's just get back home and regroup. And the team never did that. You know, they definitely were bending, never broke. Um, goalkeeper made some good saves, obviously. And end up getting what I think is a very good point against a much, much improved Austin FC, has to be said. They look much better than at any point last year. You can see that idea. Their players are starting to get more comfortable. So, to me, it was a good point. I think the team should be happy. Um, and I think overall, just a really good week and should feel quite pleased with themselves, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I think, like you said, sometimes uh, you go into those tough road situations and then you got to go to a place like Austin and, you know, you, you might be okay with, uh, with losing that game. But the Sounders started off the season in such a fashion that they couldn't afford to lose another game, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. Maybe they can afford to lose another game. But I think in our eyes and the fans and for the players' confidence, that was a game you needed a point and to show that you could grind out a point. Um, I mean, it was offense versus defense for, I mean, 60-plus minutes in that game. And I, I was watching, you know, my family was in town and we were watching and I just was laughing out loud because I do not miss those days where you go <laughs> away from home and you just absorb and you know it's coming. Like it – no matter what, it's coming, whether it's five minutes into the second half or it comes at the 91st minute. Like, you just know it's coming. And, you know, the Sounders dealt with it um, pretty well. I mean, Stephen Cleveland was, you know, a couple saves that were ridiculous saves. Um, just unbelievable. And maybe it's poor finishing on, on um, you know, Austin's part. But and even saying that, the Sounders had a couple chances to, to break um, and, and get on the board. So, and, and maybe even walk out of there with three points. But I think that this is three points that everyone should be happy with. Um, you put them in the bank, you build off of that and say, hey, we can go to a place and grind out a result against a good team who scored 10 goals in their first uh, two or three games. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, that, that atmosphere was rocking in Austin. The TV broadcast was terrible in terms of visually. It was mm. the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh my God, uh, the shade. It was plus the plus Austin's jerseys. I couldn't even yeah. distinguish when it went light to dark. So that's that's my only gripe about the game. But happy for the guys to to pull out a victory. Um, and it looks like guys are getting healthy for the Sounders as well, um, which is a good time. You get a break, and uh, you know, for some of those guys, not too much of a break. Uh, but they've they've had some time to get healthy. So we'll see what uh, this weekend brings. How big of a deal was it that Will Bruin comes in and scores a goal? 75th regular yeah. season goal too like and yeah I, I feel like will does that all the time though like yeah he, for, for whatever reason and i've known will since will was in college because you know i played against will back he was at indiana um i was at akron so i've known about will for a long time obviously he was playing against will for years when he was at the dynamo the first few years he was there um for some reason it feels like he always has to prove himself and i don't know why he's one of i think nine active players with 75 plus goals i mean that's not easy to do, especially when he's had to do a lot of it in recent times, coming off the bench, being behind Raul, being behind Jordan. It's been a while since Will's been the man. He had a few years of that at Houston, got some looks at the national team, but he's a guy who, if he plays enough minutes in a season, he's going to get you double-digit goals. 10, 11, 12. Guaranteed. So, I give him all the credit in the world. I don't know how he does it in terms of just staying motivated, staying positive, because he could have gone to one of these, I mean, a team like, you know, I look at a Miami, a Cincinnati. Miami would do well with a Will Bruin. I mean, that's the kind of guys you need in those locker rooms, you know. So he's someone that for me, I go to bat with, go to war with. You know, he knows his game, knows his limitations, knows what he's good at, and he just focuses on doing that. And every time he scores, I'm so happy for him. So happy for him because he's a guy who, if I was playing with that kind of player, I would be doing everything I could to get him, to get, get the ball to him, get him assist because he's selfless, works for the team. Will, you're going to play five minutes. He'll play the five minutes as if it's the Champions League final. Like he'll play a game that he's starting. You know, he, he never shortchanges the game. So I respect him a lot. And when he scores, um, I think everybody can see they're happy for him. But I thought he just came in and gave a big time performance. And with how good Freddie's been, Obviously, we know how good Raul is. Um, Jordan's finding some joy as well. And Will, that, that's, that's a good, good attacking core to have. Yeah, look, I think, like you said, Will, Will plays with a chip on his shoulder. But Will is the player, and you can't say this for a lot of guys that are even, especially DP status, that are going to go to Kansas City or go to Austin, and they're going to put in 90 minutes of hard, hard work. Um, that is one thing that you know you're going to get from Will, and that's why he's you know a big part of this Sounders team, and that's why he's been here for you know six years now, I think. Um, and that is massive when you talk about a club culture and, and what you're trying to build because you need those guys that when you know things are going well for Raul or whomever it is, and you know they say I, I need a break or you know, you take them to a tough road game, a tough road situation. You need guys you can count on, and that that's your guy. Um, and that's the one that is going to, like you said, going to go to battle for 90 minutes, no matter where you play. If you were going to go play on UW's campus, he's going to smash guys and try to score a hat trick, right? If you had a men's league game, same thing. It's just a, it's just a different mentality from him. And I think he's noticing, look, the reality is, is he's not getting any younger. His knee's not getting any younger. And this is his opportunity to, to make a statement and show, well, wait a minute. I still have some in the tank. And I think he's only 33, right? Is he 33, 30, 32? Will's 32, 33, yeah, no more. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. still got lots of life in him. Uh, and the game's only going to come easier for him because of the experience and what he's gaining in practice and 
in difficult road situations. So yeah, yeah you can't say enough about him. And um, you always want to sign guys that are going to play for the club and for the badge. And, you know, I think he's playing for his family as well, which you have these motivating factors that keep yeah. him, you know, focused and in tune to a game. Um, and that's just the type of player that Schmetz likes right there. Right. Like that yeah. is, that's it. You know, I yeah. was, we were on the bus yesterday coming home from a high school practice with Craig and he was talking about someone fouled or he fouled Leighton O'Brien in a practice. And he said, Leighton just followed him for the next 30 minutes and just hunted him, waiting for him to make a mistake so that Leighton could line him up and smash him. And Leighton and Will have like, I think the same attitude when it comes to, to playing, like, all right, you're going to hit me. Well, I'm waiting 30, I'll wait 30, 40, 55 minutes until I can smash you. If I got to wait 90 minutes to get my goal, I'm getting it. And uh, that's just the type of players that the Sounders uh, fans love to see. And uh, as a player, you got to have the specialty sprinkled in there, but you got to have those guys like Will. Yeah. Man of the match, do you think? Or Steph Cleveland? I mean, we had a couple. I think it's going to go to Cleveland just because of the big saves. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah. When a goalkeeper makes those saves that keep you in the game. That one in the 67th minute off the crossbar was crazy. That was insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, the... The single-handed stop too was insane. Yeah, I don't even Good know job, how man. did that. Yeah, I'll give that. Um, one more thing I want to throw up before we move to the over and under and get out of here is, and I, Kili, I would like to hear your thoughts too. I put this to Brad because he's positioned for it um, probably better than anybody, having been who he was for the club. Um, you've seen a lot of midfield greats. You know, you're one of them for this club, um, central midfielders. And this is not to compare, not to rank. Um, he's been here a while, obviously now, but I think he missed the start of the season and now he's kind of come back into the team and I'm, I'm just, every time I see him play, I'm seeing his value. Um, I'm speaking about Jao Paulo. Um, how, what, what makes him tick? Because obviously, you know, we've seen yourself, we've seen Osvaldo, obviously Gonzo was here and was a monster for a long time as well. And I feel like JP, nobody will replace, you know, in the way Ozzy played, they're very different players, but he has that same sort of presence to me where I always get the feeling he's on the pitch. I always know he's there. I always no matter what the game is. And he always looks like, whether he's winning 5-0 or losing 5-0, he's dripping in sweat and he's annoyed with something. Like, he needs to go and get the ball and do something. And he is an impressive, impressive player from, 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 from everything we've seen. But what, what, in your opinion, makes him such a great midfielder for this club? And he's coming and become a leader right away. He's a, he, he can be a captain and be no problem. Yeah, I think it, it's the same exact thing. It's mentality. Um, you know, it's, it's a guy who's probably played with a chip on his shoulder his entire career too. And, and there's guys that you, I don't know. I mean, Ozzy had guys that he looked up to and Ozzy was fighting his way out of a, you know, a shit situation yeah. in Cuba. And, and yeah. that was his motivating factor. I don't know what Jao Paulo's motivating factors are because I'm not in the locker room with him, but he seems to have that same mentality. Like I'm that guy that pit bull on the field that is going to smash you. You got to have the talent. Um, you know, you got to have the guys that can dribble and, and, and do the magical things. And then you've got to have the Will Bruins. And then you've got to have, you know, the, the Jao Paulos who are going to do the dirty work, but they have that just that little touch of class that uh, separates themselves from, from the rest of the pack. Um, there's plenty of guys that can do that job that can, you know, Atencio can win the ball and distribute it. But it's the little tiny moments that separate, you know, those guys from from Xiao Paulo. And I, 
I don't know. It's an intangible that, that you cannot teach. Um, it's a fire inside that, um, you know, no ball is too far. No uh, header is too high. No guy is too big, you know, whatever the occasion. And he, he, he rises to it. And um, I mean, we are very fortunate to have him. Not only has he saved us on a number of occasions, but he allows us to play, you know, a really good brand of soccer. And um, that's a guy we'll look back and say, you know, that's a massive piece. You know, I liken it to, you know, Freeberg, right? Freeberg was just a really high quality player. He wasn't a defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. but he just, he was a skinny guy, but he had, you know, just that little bit of class that separated himself from, from the others. And I don't know if it's, it's his upbringing, you know, that super technical side of being, you know, a Swedish player. And, you know, for Jao Paulo, is it, you know, the Brazilian flair and getting to play in Argentina for a long time. He just learned these little intangibles. Yeah. These guys have it. Um, and it's, it's really impressive to watch. And uh, when he's in there, it's a different team. And no one wants to play against him. Yeah. You know, it's a guy that no one wants to go up against. Yeah. Yeah. Mental Keeney, fortitude. What, yeah. You never see as fiery as he is. You never see him put his head down when he's out there. You never see him really get frustrated to a point where it affects everyone around him in a negative way. Whenever mm-hmm. he, you know, is fiery or whatever, he, you know, argues with a referee or does whatever and does like what Brad says, the dirty work. He does it with that touch of class. And that's not just to talk about his technical ability, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Obviously. I mean, he always knows where to pass the ball. He always knows, you know, who's where everyone is on the field. He's just, he's sort of this beacon of consistency, but he still has that, you know, fiery, I will do the dirty work for you attitude. I mean, he's just phenomenal, truly. the, yeah. Steve, I think the, and Keely, the, the biggest thing is I, I think he's a student of the game, most importantly. Mm-hmm. And I think he is a soccer rat. And, you know, he's a little bit like Michael Bradley, where he's, he's pretty militant in his go about of every day. And, you know, he's not the jokester in the locker room, mm-hmm. um, you know, but he's going to be there as, as, you know, he's such a good player that guys are going to gravitate towards him. Right. But he is the ultimate surveyor on the field. Right. He's constantly checking his shoulder. He's he he's so good at, you know, the ball gets stuck on one side. He is that outlet that's going to get the ball to the outside. Right. You have to have that conductor in the midfield. And and that's just what he does. And the young guys need to, you know, really just I'm sure Schmetz preaches this, but you have to sit down and just watch him. Um, Look at his film. Look at his game tape, um, the things that he does so well. And if you can survey the field and control the tempo, um, that's what Ozzy did. Right. Yeah. He put his foot on the ball and knock it, you know, five, six, seven times around the back. And then we wait for the right moment to go forward. Um, that's a sign of a, of a, of a true footballer. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's, that's a great point. And quick, quick word from you both. I don't, know, I don't know if we did touch on this, maybe not. The CCL game in Lyon, um, the performance of Jackson Reagan, because I thought he was unbelievable. I thought he was unbelievable in Mexico because... First, I thought, okay, Yama's out. It's going to have to be AB Sissoko. Just a, not experienced, but a little bit more experienced. Good size. You know, AB Jackson's not exactly a slouch himself, but he came in and looked like a guy who's been playing like 10 years with how just calm, composed he was. He was getting into it with the Mexican forwards. He, he wasn't, you know, alarmed by the situation at all. I thought, I don't know what his exact situation. I know he was here before with S2. He went to college. It looks like those colleges helped him because he's settled. He's played in some big games probably. I, I thought he's been fantastic this season so far. Like, we know we're talking about Vargas quite a lot. Um, he, he's right there. He's right there. He's a breakout so far. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you can have young guys step up like that, it's it's yeah. it's really impressive to see. Um, I mean, we talked with Andy, you know, Rose early on, and that was the first thing he said. You know, I was on a text chain with Andy when he first moved back, and we always used to grab coffee here on the way to practice. And, uh, you know, it's with me, him, and Chad. And he's mm-hmm. like, Chad, you want to break down some film? I'm trying to make this Jackson Reagan the next Chad Marshall, right? <laughs> so it's it's already on his radar. It's 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 on the team's radar. So – yeah, just, I mean, super calm. He, he's got to be careful because not every game he's going to be able to play that calm. There's got to be some urgency here and there. And I think he got caught in that Austin game. Um, you know, he's going to need to check himself and understand that there are MLS. When you, when you play against Mexican teams, every player is pretty much the same. Yeah. Right. You could play the next round and you're going to see the same exact player that plays a left wing for Cruz Azul is pretty much the same as the next one. Next one. Major League Soccer, you don't know what you're coming up against. Right. I don't yeah. think he's seen the uh, diversity of players and how teams play um, like Major League Soccer. So he's, he's going to get burned a couple of times and that's OK. But I think he is heads and tails above AB right now um, in mm-hmm. terms of just technical ability and decision making. Um, and, and, you know, maybe even physically imposing too. Um, but that's the advantage of going to college and getting games, right? He probably wouldn't have been at this stage if he had just played maybe with S2 because in that professional environment, you make a couple mistakes and find, find another team. Right. Um, so, I mean, credit to him for, for making that decision. I think he was drafted by Chicago, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and they didn't sign him or didn't see anything in him. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting, right? It's in the eye of the beholder of who, yeah. who you're seeing on that day. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's very cool to see to see him uh, step up and, and and see some success. I just love seeing like a next man up mentality. I think that's so good for a team success when you're not just dependent always on your stars showing up but that you can really depend on, you know, every guy on your bench, including a bunch of teenagers, like last year at Austin. I mean, that was, what was it? Six, seven teenagers started that game. I mean, crazy. So it's just a really cool luxury to have. Yeah. All right, Keely, let's hit the over and under. We'll get off here. All right, over under. And I did this in uh, honor of Will Bruin, who scored his 75th career regular season MLS goal versus Austin FC. Congratulations to you, Will. Uh, First one. Goals we know is 75, but what about game-winning goals? Uh, how many game-winning goals has Will Bruin scored in his career? Over, under, 21.5. Oof, under. Over. 23, over. Mm, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a 23 lot. game winners. That is a lot. That is a that's lot. That's a guy who will <laughs> put it on his shoulders. Exactly. Wow. Just like you were talking about. He can come in for the last five minutes and win the game for you. Yeah. Um... I still remember the Minnesota goal in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, Schmetz celebration. Schmetz is <laughs> not knowing how to celebrate. <laughs> Our social team did such a good job promoting that, too. It's, it was, like, all over the place. They did. Yeah. Kudos to them on that one. That um, next one. He is also known to be a pretty unselfish attacking player. You guys talked about that earlier. So how many career assists does Bruin have? Over under 27.5 career assists. I want to say he's got 30. So over. Um, I'll say I'll say over here too. Over is correct. Thirty-three. He has okay. thirty-three yeah, yeah. career, and these are all regular season numbers, um, yeah. not playoffs. Um, last one. He is a veteran of twelve seasons. Let's over under his total minutes played in the regular season. 
over under 17,500. 17,000? 17, um, so that, okay. Um, over. Um, over? Yep, over. He has over 18,000. Uh, 18,801 minutes to be exact. Wow. Yeah, Will's Quite been a career a from him, yeah. truly. I said, damn, Will's been long for a, a long time. He's been around <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> uh, big game tonight, though, Mexico. Or yes, are we, are we releasing this? Yeah, today. Yeah, big game tonight, Mexico, U.S. Uh, what you, what, what, you, you, did you play in Azteca? Did you get to play there? I didn't play Mexico in Azteca, but I played. Okay. We played in there with the Sounders. Um, is, the altitude, is the altitude is the altitude there a thing, or was that not? Yeah, yeah. I think you're you're over five thousand feet there. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a, a little situation there, but it's an interesting stadium because it doesn't feel. It's a huge stadium, but it's yeah. no one's right on top of you, right? Mm. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like that massive i mean we played mexico at i think the rose bowl and it's mm. kind of a similar situation i believe it had a track around it and mm. i mean there was one hundred and five thousand there and that was i mean it was rocking but it's not the same i'd rather play yeah. in forty thousand and have them right on top of you you know what yeah. i mean it's cool to play it in front of that many people but um and that's a historic stadium with um yeah. i mean it's really cool when you walk through the hallways there it's it's really really cool so I mean, they'll, they'll need everything tonight. The U.S. will. Um, I mean, the way that Christian's playing right now and the, the guys that are out, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. He's got an opportunity to, to get some serious minutes tonight. And if yeah, maybe he really maybe does. Starts, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, well-earned ones too. Well-earned and ones. DeAndre looks to start it right back also. Um, yeah. Which is, which is cool to see him, um, you know, hopefully continue. I mean, how old is he? Is he he's younger than you, obviously. Yeah, DeAndre will be probably just cross 30, right? 30, 31. Is he 30? Yeah. Yeah, pr- probably at most. And youngest would be, I would say 20, 28 might be the youngest he is. Yeah, he's in, uh, somewhere in that range. Yeah. We keep talking about people's kid. ages. We keep talking about people's ages. I got mistaken for a 17 year old last week. Oh, great. Someone oh, thought must I was be, 17. You must be floating on cloud nine. I am still floating on cloud nine. And then <laughs> I even found a way to incorporate that onto the podcast so everyone can hear it. I was mistaken for a 17 year old. <laughs> he's only 28, but he'll be 29 this year. So he's, he's got, I mean, he's got he's another got six, seven years with that athletic capability to play. Yeah. You ever think, you think he'll ever end up back? I mean, this has got to be a question. You think he'll ever end up back in Seattle? He well? tried. He tried. Yeah. I saw DeAndre. Um, Last summer, when he had just gone to Galatasaray, and you know, we mm-hmm. you know I, over the years when I've gone back home to Europe, you know, I used to go to Newcastle and see him and stay. So we've always maintained that. I spoke to him when we went to Galatasaray, and I liked the move for him. He really enjoyed it there. It was different, but he was angling big time to get back to the states. Um, you know, he you know had a little one on the way. His family's here, and Seattle. Obviously, his mom is still here and things like that. So he really wanted to come here. I think just the way it works with allocation, it just didn't work for the Sounders and him. And obviously, he ended up where he is. But I think, you know, like you said, he's 28, 29, uh, five, six years at least. I think he'll be back in Seattle um, at some point. I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I heard that. I mean, I was excited for that Galatasaray move, but then he yeah. did it right during COVID, right? And so yes. I heard he was just like being driven in a limo, blacked out to practice and back. Like there was no, yeah. you want to go to Galatasaray and, and you know, see the city and, yeah. and you know, yeah everything about it and then all of a sudden you make a move commit to it and the whole country is completely shut yeah, down yeah yeah that's like, exactly right yeah he was locked in this compound and yeah they send a the driver take him to training do training come back he never got to see istanbul at all 
Um, I think he started off well playing wise, but yeah, he's been gone for so long. I think, yeah, he, he's a hometown kid, so I think in his heart, he wanted to come to the yeah. States. I think he was really hoping for Seattle, but it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to pull off. So, uh, unless you're Dempsey, but um, yeah, so he <laughs> he he had uh, by the way, he's really bought into this TV thing. He's, he's in Mexico right now. I can't Dude, believe it's it. Wild. I can't, I cannot <laughs> believe that he's they must be throwing so much money at him. <laughs> oh, you oh you have to. Oh, you have to. Oh, you have to. Because have, there's no there's way, no way to get that for free. From, there is no, no way. No, getting clean from where he is. But when he got the um, you know, in Clint, it's not a man of many words, the Hall of Fame, I think he was inducted into. Yeah. Yeah. And his TV thing, all that. So I sent him a couple of messages and he just, you know, Clint, so I said, you're doing really good on TV. Like, you know, um, all of that. And all I got back was a thanks pimp. And I thought that was enough. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah. that's <laughs> more than 99% of the population will ever get. <laughs> so, but no, he's doing great. Um, predictions I, I, for that game tonight, Mexico? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Mexico is not the same Mexico, but both teams need to win. And yeah. uh, if Mexico lose this game, their press is going to crush them. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be a close one. It's going to be really difficult for, for the U.S. to pull out a result, but um, I, th- I think they're capable enough to do it. I'll, I'll say 2-1 U.S. tonight. Um, yeah. Keepers got to stand on their head there, and, and it's just so tough. In the first – you just can't get a read down there when you play, you know, Mexican teams because the first 20 minutes they're just – Okay, mm-hmm. they look like a decent team. And then they just turn it on at, at yeah. any moment. And I don't know what it is, what switch it is. Someone probably has written an article about it and why they're so good, but it's it's yeah. crazy to me. But the, the broadcast team is awesome with Charlie Moe, um, Gooch, and, and yeah. like Clint, just a bunch, yeah, of, a bunch of clowns, really, man. Yeah, I got really a great good. story about Charlie. We, we were traveling with the <laughs> under-20s. To uh, and and we were all jet-lagged. And it was me, Benny, Failhaver, Sasha, and Charlie. And we had these like little townhouses and Charlie was like passed out in his bed and we taped him to his bed <laughs> while he was like passed out. I've never seen someone more angry in, in my entire life. It was the best thing ever. And he was like a state champ wrestler. Apparently. Wrestler too. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to be the fastest one. You just, you, you couldn't be the slowest one. Situation to, to run right. away from. That is great. Keely prediction. Um, I think 2-1 as well. And I really want to see this U.S. team like really, really earn a tough result. I think that that is something that I would love to see. Just I want to see them really come out. This is going to be such a tough game. I want to see them like overcome the adversity and really like pound it out and win one. Yeah, it's t- it's gonna be for me. It's just tough. I, I don't know which way Greg's gonna go. He's gonna play his A team like he's all these guys, or he's gonna save them. So without that, without knowing that, I'm gonna lean towards like a close to one one or maybe a two one either way. Just because I think if the US was to play their top team yeah. and just say we don't care about short rest to face Panama, um, I think they'd beat Mexico. To be honest, yeah. um, I think nice. they would. But I don't I don't know that we'll see that very best team. I think he's gonna mix and match and then try to for sure win the game on Sunday and if he gets four points from these two and then I think Costa Rica's after that I think he'll be happy so close game a draw or a, a tight win either way it's gonna be I'm gonna watch it's gonna be a good game it's gonna be a good game um, great okay we're well, good we're back next week obviously because we're previewing I think in Minnesota right yes yes yeah I'm getting a hang of it um, we're back. we'll be back next week as always thanks for listening this has been Side by Side myself Steve Zakwani Brad Evans and Keely we'll be back next week peace